Tribal trails, tribal trails The Son of God, He's near He chose to walk with us These tribal trails Tribal trails, tribal trails Thank you for watching Tribal Trails. We are here in Goodfish Lake, and our guest today is Harold Cardinal, and we're very happy to have him. And we're going to be speaking on a touchy subject. It's about grieving. You know, COVID has been around now for a while, and a lot of people have gone through this. And I pray, Father, that I pray that as you listen to this program, that uh, it'll help you through your grieving. Thank you, Harold, for being with us today. You're welcome. Yeah. So you're going to read. Hello, my name is Harold Ricky Cardinal. I have to tell a life story, something I've experienced for since January 21. I start out like this. Once upon a time, I first met Jean in May of 75. We were married in August of 75. We were together. 45 years. Jean passed away on January 14th, 21. Jean was the love of my life, my bestest friend, my better half, the one that made me whole, the one who best mirrored me, helping me to become a better man. From the outset of our relationship, we searched out becoming Christians and the way of our Lord. At that time, the seed of a work in progress. Mark 10, 7 and 8. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they no longer two, but one flesh. January 19, 22. A testimony of grieving slash sorrow in memory of Jean Esther Cardinal, June 8th, 55 to January 14th, 21. A year ago, I said my last farewell and bid my Jean a final goodbye on this side of heaven. Things and happenings became very surreal. Nothing was the same. I walked in a state of derealization was like being in a dream detached from my surroundings. Everything seemed so unreal. My feelings and emotions were numbed due to the extreme emptiness. I entered the world of lonely. I do not know where Jean is was a thought that kept reflecting in my mind. I continued then with my prayers and recommenced reading my Bible. I asked God to be my refuge, fortress, shield, and strength. I searched the scriptures for life and God's presence. I know he heard me because his presence became very real. My sense of well-being and balance was restored. I began to thank him for taking Jean home. From then on it was taking one day at a time, knowing that God is in control of all his creation I acknowledge his will is righteous and true. I do not understand it all, 
what I know he did was for the best. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. I tell you, God filled the emptiness, loneliness with his presence, refilling me with his love, faith, and hope. <clears throat> I was able to persevere and look forward to moving on in the presence of my Lord. There will come a time when I see my Savior's face, first of all, and know that I am where Jean is. I can't even imagine the joy of that day. I went through a period of personal reflection and adjustment. Thessalonians 4.13 But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Time marches on. At times those memories come where your heart is saddened and you know that you are alone. At times those moments come where you, your heart is gladdened and you know that you are never alone. Hebrews 13.5 Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then continue to go through a period of adjustment. Revelations 21.4 And God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for all the former things have passed away. July 14.22 Time travels on. Eighteen months have passed since parting way with my Jean. John eleven twenty five and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. This is just over the last little while, but it's a true summary of where I think I'm at with the grieving process that I've gone through with the life that I've been living, with the learning that I've been learning as to being a Christian. Philippians 3:13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I've been a studier of Scripture fervently at different times in my life, continually at different times in my life. But early in my walk with my Lord, He wrote a Scripture on my heart. It's just something I read and just automatically seemed to memorize. I know it came straight from God. It's a Bible verse that has kept me that has held me, that has secured me, that has showed God's love in my life. It's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.
I love you, Jean. See you when I see you. Thanks be to God for his word, his presence, his love, his faithfulness, his sovereignty, his mercy, and his grace. Hallelujah. The end. I wrote down this testimony. It's a testimony that's been derived through or started to begin or began writing shortly after my genie fell asleep on January 14, 21, up to today. The Bible verses that I put in here are not just Bible verses I've attached for sake of bringing forth Bible verses. They are life to me. Uh, the one thing that I have learned very soundly is I've sensed more the reality of God's presence in my life. And I've certainly learned the power of his holy word. So the words that I put as the scriptures that are in this testimony are life to me. You know, the Bible tells us that I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the life that I found in myself through the study of God's word by him put, putting his life, the life of Christ, Jesus Christ, into my heart, my mind, and my soul. Thank you, Harold. I can really see you're, you're really grieving for your wife, and I'm really sorry for that. Tell me how you met her. Jean and I, it's, uh, I'm still living in my wild days. I was 20 years old. The actual fact is that uh, I just had gotten out of jail in the morning from a boozer the night before. Jean happened to be babysitting my younger brother and sister in my parents' homes when I got back that morning. And because I think I was still a little bit brave, made brave by the contents I had taken in the night before, I was able to go and say hello to her. I even actually give her a little hug. That that night we went to a, a school dance. And it's like the next day she had to go home. She was coming home. She had finished her job in Fort McMurray. And I couldn't get over thinking about this girl named Jean. I knew there was something happened in my heart, like I could say I loved her right at the start. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm going to come back and see you next weekend, Harold. Mm -hmm. I was working at a place called Bechtel in a camp. I can remember going to the phone with a big pocket full of change. They didn't have cell phones in those days, it was pay phones. And I'd make sure I had enough change in order that I wouldn't have to stop talking to her. All through that week, my heart hurt because I didn't think she was going to come back. But on Friday, she come back, and the rest is our history. We were, we met uh, first week in May, around the seventh, eighth. You think of it like we were married on August thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five, just a few months after, and we stayed together for that forty-five plus years. We were together.
little one We've known happiness And we've known some sadness too Did you know the Lord? We obviously did not know the Lord at the time. So how did that come into your life? Well, I have a storyline. I, uh, I was born and raised in a different denomination. So ever since I was 6 to 12 years old, like, I'd attended this denomination. Uh, like, it was like clockwork for me to go attend church every Sunday. I can remember having even a prayer life, like where I'd more I, I talked to God rather than I think praying to Him from the ages of 6 to 12. But in that particular den denomination, there'd be some ladies come down through the summer. They teach catechism, they called it. So I learned a whole lot of things like about creation, about uh, Noah, Moses, Daniel in the lines then. Learned a lot about the birth, the death, and resurrection of Jesus. So in my younger life, I think God was calling me and put into or instilled in me an information base of a little bit of who Jesus was, a little bit of his holy word. But I, it's not like I was all of a sudden, I, I was a little, little boy Christian. I was a little boy, altar boy, who felt really proud in a little black gown and a little white shawl placed over it. Like, but at the same time, though I can recall as being a kid that young, I prayed, not every day, but I prayed often. So my life took me to, like, say from 12 years old, I just kind of forgot about God. I just thought about me. Um, that was my life. I got married. My wife, Jean, was in... Uh, 
the evangel Evangelical Fellowship. Oh. Bill Jackson was the minister in Kikino. Oh. So I don't know if it was because I just wanted to make a show with my new in-laws or it's because I loved my wife. I'd like to think it was a little bit of both that I started attending the Evangelical Fellowship. Well, in the prior fellowship, what I learned is a lot of storylines about from the Bible. I learned, to, like again, about prayer, prayer. I learned about Jesus dying on a cross, his resurrection, uh, and his birth, Christmas time, his birth time. Eh? And so like as life went on, it seemed like the earlier learning in my life it's like, I put it like this, like God called me all the way through and kept me and uh, guarded me and delivered me from myself in a lot of ways. And then when I got to 20 and into the evangelical fellowship, all of a sudden I was being taught that it's for, up to you to call on Jesus to come into your heart. This was all new to me. I'd come from more of a ritual-based learning. Now I was like looking kind of in the same way that calling on Jesus to come into your heart, another ritual, altar calls, another ritual, walk up to the front and now you're saved. Eh? But there was a time when I was getting closer to like in between 25 to 30 years old. I don't have specific dates, but I was attending fellowship again with my wife Jean and Bill Jackson was our minister. And I got out of that particular fellowship time and the sermon where that Bill preached, I come out of there looking like all over, kind of around me all over because it's just like he spoke directly to me. And I knew, like I knew there was something different, very, very different in my life at that time. I'd have to say that that's when, on that particular day, not formally, but like I called on Jesus to come into my life. It wasn't long thereafter that I attended the altar call. Again, that was still more uh, ritualistic than it was like me surrendering my life to God. As life goes on, I've learned the value of not only asking Jesus into your heart, but also submitting and giving your life to him. Yeah, you losing Cheney. What happened? Jean, the last nine years of her life was very sickly with a lot of different things happening. Minor heart attacks, minor strokes, uh, affecting kidneys, lungs, well, all her organs. And she was a diabetic where she was on needles four times a day, pretty much when, from when she was 25, 30 years old. Uh, when she had her first minor heart attack, from there she started going down, like I summarize it like this. She was walking on her own, fell, started using a cane for a short while, didn't take long to graduate to a walker. Mm -hmm. Then the last couple of years of her life, she was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And so that was Jean's life, her and our life together. I became her caretaker. I thank God every day for giving me that as my job in her life. I was able to be there every day for, I'd say, the last six years of her life. She was in the hospital certainly for about four years of that time. I was there for three of those years at the end of her bed every day. 
and then like we got as time went on like it wasn't only the illness that she had but then we got into that covid those years and that's when she died is when actually covid in alberta was the worst it could be they wouldn't even let me in the hospital and when jean passed away the day that she passed away I was going to be going to Fort McMurray that day. Uh, she was had been sent to the Fort McMurray Hospital. She was under a sedation for four, four or five days before that. It was the day before the 14th that the hospital phone said, Harold, you can come and visit your her husband. We're going to let you in here now. And McMurray? Yeah. So I was going to go up there on the 14th. Things started to happen that day and it put me in a position of like wishing I was there not having to go but living an experience where I watched her through a FaceTime for the last two to four hours of her life a thing that sticks in my mind is that okay we're turning off this machine now Okay, she's gone. I, I I don't know how you think of that. How what? What does a guy do? Like, what do I do? I'm seeing this. I've never watched anybody pass away. I'm seeing this for the first time in my life, and it's my wife. I don't know what to do. I I just like just like everything just stopped. How how I read in my like the, the world time just stopped. I just stopped. Everything didn't just went blank, numb. It's not like the hurt came right away. It seems odd that the hurt only seemed to develop itself as the, the months went on. It's more just like everything just went cold, hard-hearted, whatever you say, like just no feelings, no, just numb. And that's what it was like for my last moments with Jean. Part of me died with her. A part of me, like, I can say not so much died with her because it seemed like God's strength in my life and his word in my life was powerful enough to keep me, like even during those times. And it's a part of me left with her, not so much a part of me died with her as a part of me left with her. And like, even it was thereafter, a couple of three months thereafter, that was one of the things that I had to search out again to find, restore my own life balance, was to search out what it is that left to make myself who I was again, to make myself, because she took a lot of my strength, but also she took my weaknesses. And it was the strengths that I missed the most. Those are the ones that I had to bring back to myself that when she fell asleep, that left with her. But they never really left. God keeps you as to who you are. And I think he does that because when you got God's Holy Spirit in your life and the power of the God's Holy Spirit is just enormous. Like it's, uh, it's unexplainable sometimes what I believe the the power of God's Holy Spirit does in your life. Mm -hmm. And 
I'd like to say it that way because that's the way it means something great to me. Yeah. Okay, I'd just like to, I, I guess for me it's always one last thing. But I'm, I'm going to tell the, the people out there, you know, that my grieving experience took me from death to life. It took me from a reality of relationship to a reality with God. And I want people to remember this is God's word and the power of God's word. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. I hope people can think about that and think about the life that God has given us. God loves us. Thank you. So if you have lost someone in your life and you need help, you can call the number on the screen and there'll be someone there to help you. And grieving is a very difficult and very important part of our life separation. And I pray for you that during those times of loneliness, those times of hurt, that you will turn to Christ, that you will turn to Jesus. And like the many scriptures that Harold shared with us today, God will help you. He will help you through those times. So we pray for you. And if you need help, call the prayer line. Thank you for watching us today. Oh